Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Oh yeah, back at it again. It's another edition. The NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show, baby. January 25th. 2018, Senior Bowl in full effect, Combine in Indianapolis awaits, the 2018 NFL Draft destination Dallas awaits just three months away. All right, seeing the place to be, Rick Saratella, tell it like it is when it comes to the NFL Draft since 2002. It's what we do here at the NFLDraftBible.com. Check us out. We're on fire. Can't stop, won't stop coverage between now and April. Nobody covering the draft like we do. Uh, over 200 scouting reports now available up on the website. Dozens and dozens of interviews now available for 2018 NFL draft prospects, including our guest today. Yes, some more USF love. If you've been following the website, we've been doing uh, Path to the Draft with Bruce Hector, who I had a chance to meet out at the NFL PA Collegian Bowl, and today we're going to have his teammates on. Mike, show me the love. He's a defensive end out of South Florida, coming off a big-time year for those uh, Bulls, and we welcome him into the show right now on the Defiance Fuel Water Hotline, Defy Limitations. Check them out, defiancefuel.com, on the show now. Mike Love on the hotline. What's going on, Mike? Hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? Thank you for the opportunity. Hey, we're doing good over here. Uh, how are you doing? I know you just wrapped up a workout. You're uh, preparing for the upcoming draft, obviously, with the combine style of training. How has your draft preparation process been treating you this, thus far? Good, man, good. It's a, a wonderful experience. You know, it was my first time, and uh, it was a lot to, to uh, overcome because, uh, you know, I never did this type of training in my life, and, you know, it's been very hard, but it's very interesting, and, the process so far has just been enjoyable, man. Just I'm starting to eat the right way and stuff like that. So, you know, overall, man, it's it's a good new experience. Well, let's give the training facility a shout-out. Where are you training right now, Mike? Uh, I'm in Temple, Florida uh, at Cooper Fitness. Uh, yeah, right over here on Del Mabry and Waters. All right, keeping it uh, – Yeah, keeping it down there in Florida. The nice weather training always – nice this time of year so uh you know what has been the biggest challenge do you think you know because like you mentioned it's a different kind of training where you know in season you're preparing for an opponent you're studying the playbook you're breaking down film yeah, i feel like yeah. this, tra- this kind of training is more of a mental grind a daily grind and, and repetition and technique what what have you taken away from the grind so far yeah uh it has been a, a pretty difficult transition because uh Actually, I'm actually still doing classes. So I would have an 8.30 workout from 8.30 to 11 a.m. And then another workout at 3 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. And then class at 6.30 all the way to 10.30. So, you know, my mental mental has to be really good because, you know, I got to go from working out all day and then sitting in class for a whole other four hours. So uh, 
uh, yeah, it's, it's just it's been a pretty pretty tough situation. But I mean, I love it, man. You know, I wouldn't want it any uh, any other way, to be honest with you. So it's pretty cool, man, because I get to finish my masters and uh, get another degree while I'm here. Yeah, you know, get it, get some degrees and uh, set yourself up for a great future, hopefully long after your playing yeah. career. So, uh, you yes, know, sir. you get yes, one sir. shot at the NFL. I know you're you're ready for it. And, um, you know, you've actually – the USF, I think you guys had about three players drafted last year, Marlon Mack, Rodney Adams, uh, Kofi Amicia. Have you yep, have you yep. spoken to any of those guys? Have you gotten any feedback on the draft process? Have you been in communication just to t- 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 touch base with them in terms of what to expect? Yeah. Um, I mean, mainly I talked to Nigel Harris. I was closer with him, but he didn't actually get drafted. He was signed. But, you know, he was uh, training at ASPI, and that's why I originally was going to train. And he was just telling me about the process. He was telling me that, you know, you got to trust it. You know, no matter what, you got to trust it. Because, when, you know, when you, your first week, your first couple of weeks, you run, you go run and do some times, and you may not be comfortable with it or, or not like what you're at. But you, the, the better you trust the process, the better results you're going to get. You know, if you just trust, uh, you know, your abilities to do the technique right and, you know, learn new movements that you never learned before, you know, the more that you trust the process, you know, the better results you're going to get for sure. So, I mean, I talked to him. You know, I talked to Kofi a few times. You know, he was just telling me about, just got to, you know, wake up and you got to go grind because, you know, you only get this opportunity one time, you know. So, you know, it's a it's a grind, man. You got to get it, though. Yeah, definitely some sound advice. And you can only control what you can control. You can't waste time yep, definitely. worrying about definitely. Yeah, exactly. Great mentality to have. Now, we have you listed at about six foot three and a half. Uh, 265 pounds. Is that accurate? And then also, yeah. where do you see yourself playing at the next level? Did you want to bulk up and get stronger, slim down and get faster, keep your current playing weight? Where do you where do you kind of see yourself at the next level? Yeah, well, right now I, you're you're pretty much accurate. Is uh, but I'm 260 on the dot right now. Uh, I'm about six three. On uh, to be honest with you, I talked to a couple of scouts when I was at the Gridiron Showcase and. You know, some see me as a 3-4 linebacker, you know, rush-in type thing, you know, dropping a little bit and stuff like that. And, you know, and then some see me just uh, with my hand in the dirt, you know, left in, just rushing it. So, I mean, my main focus right now is to lose some of my fat weight uh, and gain, you know, probably 10 muscle pounds to get to like 265, uh, you know, with less body fat. And probably either, you know, really don't matter, either do defensive end or uh, a 3-4 stand-up linebacker and just rush the edge and, a drop a few times whenever needed. So uh, I'm pretty much working out for both positions. You know, I do my linebacker drills and I do my defensive drills while I'm training here at Cooper Fitness. So I'm trying to be versatile as much as I can is the main focus right now. Versatile, agile, a man on the move. He's Mike Love. He's got a full slate yeah. <laughs> doing linebacker drills, defensive end drills, yep. finishing up classes, earning degrees. He's the uh, modern-day yep. renaissance man, and he joins us on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. And, you know, Mike, you talked about, you know, your training right now, whether it's hand in the dirt, standing up outside, living on the edge. I know you don't have a preference, but – uh, nope. <laughs> take us <laughs> take us through your style of play. If an NFL scout is tuning into the show the first time, he's he's gonna go and uh, request some game film on you. Uh, 
what are some of the the, the games that he should request, and, and what kind of player, what style of play should he expect to see when he pops in the game film on you? Uh, I would tell him, you know, maybe go look at the Temple film, Houston, or uh, Tulane film, and I think he'll see a guy, you know, high-motor guy, uh, just a guy who just want to make plays and, you know, always got his nose at the ball and, you know, just trying to be a playmaker the best he can and, you know, do his job the right way and, you know, just be a high-motor guy, you know, with a lot of energy. That's the main focus. Well, you guys uh, brought the energy and you brought your motor all the way to the Birmingham Bowl this past season, a uh, big 38-34 victory to cap off the season, 10-2 and on the year, 6-2 and in the conference, and a transition year uh, with the new head coach, Charlie Strong, coming in. You know, take us through that transition. What was it like going from Willie, Willie Taggart to Charlie Strong this season? Well, we had a good group of seniors, you know, a great brotherhood to start off with. So when we when we heard we were getting a new coach, you know, we didn't really put our heads down or anything because the brotherhood we have is so strong. So, you know, when we when we heard we were getting a new coach and we heard we got, we're getting a guy like Charlie Strong, you know, we were kind of amped up. We know we were going to have a great defense coming in, a great new scheme. So we were, you know, we were all amped up. Not one time did we, you know, put our head down and say, oh, man, we got another coach. He's going to come in and try to do this, do that. You know, we just stayed the course and we stuck we stood together. We all stayed as a big family, man, and we, we got the job done. You know, our defense was a lot better. And, you know, he, he brought some good key points to our team. And, you know, we really appreciated him. And uh, as a group of seniors, man, we, we loved him. And uh, we think he did a pretty good job sitting us off. Yeah, you had a uh, bunch of standout performances on the defensive side of the ball, a bunch of standout performances on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Your quarterback definitely. there, Quentin Flowers. I mean, talk about going up against that guy in practice every day. I'm sure that just prepares you that much more on Saturdays. Yeah, I've been going against Quentin, man, for four years, and I would agree he got me one good time in practice, maybe my uh, sophomore year or something <laughs> like that. So going against him in practice, man, is really good because you get to – go against someone who's so versatile who can just stand in the pocket and he can run it or anything, you know, and especially with the zone reads, you don't know if he's going to keep it or uh, give it to the running back. So, you know, in springtime we went against him the most, and I would say that, you know, it helped our defense out a lot. And, uh, you know, we were just all competitive. So just being a good group of guys just wanting to compete and get the job done on both sides of the ball helped a lot, man. And it got us better as a team, definitely. Yeah, definitely uh, one of the more dangerous, explosive players in the nation the past couple seasons that Quentin Flowers he is. But we're talking to Mike Love. And show me the love. It's uh, the USF (laughs) defensive end, 6'3", 260-pound, versatile, mobile, agile, coming on strong the past two years with the new head coach, Charlie, there. But uh, the past two seasons – Mike, 65 tackles, uh, 19 and a half for loss, nine and a half sacks. Uh, talk about, you know, the compare and contrast of early on in your career. I know you had an uh, injury your freshman season, I believe, a little bit of adversity there, had to stand on the sideline, talk about what you learned from that experience, and then your evolution into uh, the past two seasons where I really feel like you kind of blossomed and began to hit your stride and develop into uh, a big-time NFL prospect. Yeah, well, man, I had uh, actually three surgeries in my college career. You know, the uh, first one was uh, 2013, my freshman year. I had a micro fracture. And then I had a 
a list spring sprain in the 2015 spring and then the end of the 2015 season because I, I recovered from the spring. You know, my trainer said I might not be able to make it back to the fall and I worked my butt off of uh, rehab and I continued to work and I got back that fall. And then during the middle of the season, I had some knee problems and they said I was going to need surgery. So uh, they said you could either, you know, play through the season until the end of the season, get the surgery or get it now. And, of course, I told them I'll just wait till the end of the season. So I got that 2015. I told myself, man, I'm just going to continue to rehab, and this is going to be my last surgery. So that 2016 year, man, I, I worked my butt off that spring. You know, it was a little adversity, but I think that's one of my proudest moments because, you know, hearing that I had to do three surgeries, you know, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. But, you know, I, per- I persevered, and I just kept grinding. I kept rehabbing every day, and, you know, I just kept – I just kept going and, you know, it made me a better player because, you know, some days I wanted to give up, man, you know, because my knee wasn't the same, but I just kept rehabbing and rehabbing in 2016. You know, I felt better and better and I had a great year. And then I told myself I was going to have another good year. And then uh, I kept grinding. Then 2017, I had even a better year. So, you know, it was, it was hard with the adversity, but just knowing where I wanted to be kept me going. So I just kept working, man, and, and I got to where I wanted to be. So, yeah, man, yeah, and I it, think, was, it was hard. I, and I think the most important thing here that NFL scouts want to see is that you prove to come back, be 100%, prove durable, and uh, last through the, the, the full seasons the past two years. So would you say that with all the injuries now, you're back to feeling 100%? Yeah, man, yeah, no, yeah. And uh, this year, man, just, you know, I proved to a lot of people that, you know, I'm back, you know, I'm back to my old ways and, you know, playing my old self. So I think that's another reason why I had a great year because, you know, I'm fully recovered and I feel great, you know, compared to the years before. So I think this year really, you know, helped me out a lot. And, you know, I still rehab. I still make sure I'm good because, you know, I don't want any issues with my body. So every day, man, I'm doing extra stuff to, you know, keep the longevity of my body. Mike Love, the uh, University of South Florida Bull on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show with your host, RIC, and the place to be, Rick Saratella, telling it like it is when it comes to the NFL Draft. Check us out, NFLDraftBible.com. And uh, Indianapolis, NFL Scouting Combine, if you're listening, Mike Love, online one, is available now. So, uh, you know, we talked about you coming over to South Florida, Mike, and I know coming out of high school, you were highly recruited. You had offers on the table from uh, some big-time programs, Louisville, Mississippi State, some others. What made you choose uh, South Florida? Take us back to the recruiting process. Yeah, man, it was it was, it was was a tough one because most teams fell back because uh, they thought I was going to be a late qualifier, you know, with my grades and the SAT scores. And West Virginia, Nebraska, and South Florida – were the only ones that uh, stick close to me. And when Taggart actually came into USF, you know, he said, you know, we believe in you. We think you're going to qualify. We know you're going to get a good grade, a good score on the SAT, ACT score. So uh, we'll give you an offer. So uh, when when I heard that, you know, I committed right away because I've always wanted to go to USF and stay close to home, stay close to my family, you know, being around my mom a lot and so she can attend the games. But USF never offered me when they had – what was it, Skip Holtzen, but they kept saying they're going to offer me, but, you know, they didn't think I was going to qualify. But when Coach T got in, you know, he said, we believe in you, we're going to stick with you, we'll give you an offer, we think you're going to qualify. 
So when they gave me that offer, I committed. And then literally after that week, I think I took the test and got my score back, and I got a composite score of 22, which qualified me to be able to attend college. And it was a proud moment, man. And I got in, and, you know, I I stuck with USF after that because they believed in me. So, you know, I knew it was the right place to be, and I still don't regret it to this day. You know, uh, so many highs and lows between, uh, the you know, the adversity with the injuries and then capping off yeah. your career with, with that Birmingham Bowl. I mean, now that you've had a couple months here or a little bit of time at least to kind of let it all sink in, have you had any time to reflect back on your collegiate career? Is there any – moment or moments that really stand out to you? I know you said, you know, rehabbing from the injury was a proud moment and, you know, obviously qualifying and, and coming to USF. We talked about the ball game and, and le- leaving uh, the program off on a high note. Have you been able to kind of put it all in perspective yet? Uh, yeah, kind of. Uh, I, yeah, the rehab was really one of my proudest moments, but, you know, one of the main things I look back and what I am going to miss is just the brotherhood of USF like I mean it was just it, it was unbelievable man like the type of brotherhood we have we had at uh USF and that we they still have and I'm just that's one thing that you know I'm just proud of becoming a brotherhood a part of them because that's just one heck of a brotherhood man and I'm gonna miss those guys a lot and just creating that bond with them and creating it man it's unbelievable man it was a good group of guys man and that's one thing I always look back and just, oh, I'm going to miss them, you know. Well, you know what? You talk about the brotherhood. You mentioned the strong senior class during the coaching transition. Every NFL team uh, loves leadership, and they want to know what kind of leadership uh, skills that you're going to bring to the table. So uh, what kind of leadership characteristics Mike, do you have? Are you a vocal leader, a lead by example, pull the guy to the side, deliver a fiery locker room halftime speech? Talk a little bit about uh, what you bring to the table in terms of leadership. Uh, I think I'm a little bit of all of those, to be honest. Uh, you know, when I was at USF, I, I was versatile when it comes to leadership. You know, I would lead by example sometimes, and if it was if it had to be necessary, I would speak up and tell them, hey, we still got it, come on. You know, I'd be vocal and if uh, things are going wrong in the locker room or something, I'll sit someone aside because, you know, people always look up to me. You know, I'm a high positive guy, and they always see me doing the right stuff. And a lot of, of my teammates always looked up to me because of that. And, you know, just the high energy that I have. And, you know, I, I will bring people aside, tell them, hey, man, you know, you got to do this, do that. You know, let's let's get right, man. You know, there's money to be made and stuff like I would say I'm a versatile leader. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm everywhere with it, man. I lead by example vocally, you know. Pull somebody aside. I just, I really do it all, man. You know, depend on what's the uh, situation at hand is. And um, I see your hometown's listed as Clearwater, Florida. I know you're training down in yes, Florida. Sir. Are you a Floridian, born and raised? Uh, take us yes, through. Sir. I know Clearwater from spring training, but what's it like growing up in, in Clearwater, Florida? Man, it was good. Man, it was a great experience. Uh, I actually stayed with my mom. I was born in Tampa, though, and we just moved back and forth from Clearwater to Tampa all the time. And then I finally stayed in Clearwater for good uh, my freshman year. And, you know, I love the city, man. It's just awesome. You know, being at, being at Countryside, uh, we had a great team over there as well. And, you know, you got the beach over there, man. It's just a uh, just a great place to live, to be honest. You know, the weather is perfect, too. 
Oh yeah, I, I know about the weather. I I, I agree with you there. Now, did you uh, did yeah. you play any other sports other than the gridiron? Were you playing any any other sports in high school? Uh, no, I played uh, basketball. That was about it. And I was gonna do track, and uh, one of my coaches just advised me. He was like, "Nah, just stick to basketball, or football." So I did a little bit of basketball. I played the four and the five. In my head, I should have been playing the one, you know, bring the ball in. But they all, they, they all thought I was better at the five. So I played mostly the five. Just getting rebounds and fouling out was my specialty. Yeah, of course. Every, every big man thinks they're every big man thinks they're a ball handler. You know, I, I, I remember Shaq. <laughs> I remember Shaq grabbing the big rebound and, and just taking it uh, yeah, that coast was to thing. coast. Yeah, every time I did it, my coach was like, pass the ball, pass the ball, pass the ball. So that was my thing, man. And I fouled out a lot because of the over-the-back calls. I think that's one rule they need to get out of basketball is over-the-back. Because if someone's tall and they're trying to get a rebound over someone, you know, over-the-back calls should not be – I don't think that should be a rule. So I fouled out with those over-the-back calls a lot. <laughs> hey, I agree with you. So – you know, we're winding down here to the nitty-gritty at the end of the show. We appreciate some time here. I know you're a busy man with class and training and everything, but uh, hopefully, you know, like we said, Indianapolis, uh, hopefully you get the call to the NFL scouting combine. If not, you'll have to hold out until your pro day workout with uh, just yes, a sir. bunch of talented players. I mean, a great group of uh, draft class coming out of, of South Florida, so I'm sure it'll be – highly attended by NFL scouts. Um, I know it's preliminary. Do you have a date for pro day? And also, you know, what do you want scouts to walk away saying uh, after your pro day performance? Uh, I'm not sure our actual date, but I'm, I'm hearing around the March of ninth, the 19th, maybe around that uh, time, maybe the end. Uh, man, you know, just – I just, I, you know, I'm praying that, you know, I have an a explosive pro day, man. You know, I want my 40 to be down. And I just, you know, you know, I'm just hoping that they can, they're going to just say, hey, man, he's a versatile guy. He can just do it all. He's explosive. He's fast. And, you know, that's what I'm working on now, man. So I got some time and I'm going to get it done, man. You know, I'm just going to continue to trust the process and work my tail off. Well, you uh, definitely have a great support team around you. Uh, you've got your training in place uh you've signed on with otg sports management so you have great representation and uh those are two of the biggest decisions during the draft process and uh you got those out of the way take us through the agent selection process how was that for you obviously a big decision and signing with otg sports nah it was it was a great uh a great call you know when sarah had reached out you know i did my little research on uh james chris martin and you know, he was just a good guy. You know, we spoke a couple times and stuff like that. And you know, he's just a good guy, and it just it all it all seemed like family, man. He kept it real with me from the day one. You know, told me what I need to work on, and told me what we're gonna do. You know, gave me a planning process, and you know, I just trusted it. You know, I just told him, you know, I'm gonna sign with you because you know I believe, and you know, I talked to some previous players that he uh, represents currently, and you know, they all feel the same way I felt about him. When, you know, the first vibe that I got from him, so. You know, once they told me that, I was like, you know, he's a he's a good guy to me. You know, I love the vibe when you know when I talk to him and when I'm around him. So, you know, I signed. You know, yeah. and I, it was a good decision. Everything's working out well right now, and you know, we both we both grinding right now. That's the, the main thing. Oh yeah, working our tails off. Yep. 
Yeah, no, I know Chris Martin. He's a uh, very reputable agent, one of the best in the biz, and his staff, Sarah and all those, do a wonderful job, Lauren, as well. Yeah, so, yeah uh, definitely. Th- this is uh, really, you know, the last question I have for you, and we've been talking to South Florida defensive end Mike Love, uh, 65 tackles the past two seasons, uh, 19 and a half tackles for loss, nine and a half sacks. You heard him talk about uh, training with his hand in the dirt, 43 ends, uh, standing upside, 34 backer. It don't matter. But uh, nope. Mike, last question. <laughs> we always give we give every player the platform to kind of sell themselves, and you know, just in case a scout, a coach, a GM is listening to the show now, I want you to tell me. Why I should draft Mike Love come April? Uh, I think they should draft me because uh, I'm a high motor guy. You know, uh, I believe I'm a playmaker. Uh, I'm always going to get to the ball when needed, and I'm always be doing the right thing. You know, I keep my nose clean, and you know, I'm just you know always the there at the right time, man. I'm in the right spot at the right time. You know, and uh, I'm just a good guy and a high positive guy. All right, there you have it. Uh, Mike Love, straight from the horse's mouth, a man on a mission, <laughs> training yes, for da- Destination Dallas. And uh, I know between yep. the uh, OTG team and yourself, Mike, you guys will keep us posted here at the NFL Draft Bible so we can keep our listening audience posted. And, you know, maybe we can get you on one more time before the draft. But we uh, wish you Perfect. the best of yes, luck sir. throughout this process. And, Definitely appreciate some time. Best of luck with your school studies and, you know, yes, just sir. keep your head in the game and keep that focus uh, straight and, and forward with the combine training. It's a mental grind. You've got three months to go, and we're looking forward to where you land and, and suit up on Sundays. Yes sir. yes, sir. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me, man. It was a pleasure. You got it. That's uh, Mike Love, USF defensive end here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show, bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. It's what we do, baby. Check us out, NFLDraftBible.com. And uh, Mike making me a little bit jealous of that Florida weather, but, you know, we're here in New Jersey. Uh, We got the crew down in Mobile. I'll be on location for the NFL Scouting Combine, and uh, we'll have this interview posted in its entirety up on the NFLDraftBible.com website. I think it's already up there. We'll uh, blast it out on Twitter, of course, at NFLDraftBible. We're also on iTunes radio, so, uh, you know, subscribe over there, share our podcast and like them and all that good stuff. We always appreciate all the love and support. And, of course, uh, we'll be back at it again with more player spotlight shows between now and April. This is the last one of the week in terms of player interviews. Tomorrow uh, we'll have our NFL Draft Bible radio podcast with Joe Everett on location at the Senior Bowl. Talking the uh, recap, risers, sliders, who impressed, who turned heads, who made heads shake in the wrong direction. Nothing wrong with a little shake and bake. Uh, but, yeah, this was your host, RIC, and the place to be, Rick Saratella, telling it like it is for another edition here. And uh, we'll be back at it again tomorrow. That's right, with the NFL Draft Bible Radio Show. Breaking it down, uh, that will be 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on Block Talk Radio and as well as NFLDraftBible.com. So keep it locked, everybody. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 